0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Best Fit Body Podcast. I'm Elle, and I'm your host, and I have my amazing co-host with me today. We're actually together today. Jules, how are you doing? What's life like? It is, We've got two
1: weeks left of the year. Yes, yes, uh, two weeks. Where It's the week right before Christmas, and uh, all is really good. I'm very excited to do this podcast sharing a microphone instead of, Having to do it halfway across the country, two different computers, two different microphones. Yes,
0: so hopefully the audio sounds good, and it's so nice for us to be face-to-face. It's actually, you're so right, because we've been doing this for so many, I don't know, so many times, so many years over the phone, over FaceTime, over Skype, whatever, the different methods that we've used um, to communicate, and now we are back together.
1: Um, So... Yeah, yeah. I think this is only maybe our third time doing a, one of our podcasts in the same room, which is be- always better. I prefer think so. it. I think so. I get to actually see your face because otherwise, I'm just staring at a computer screen, and half the time, I don't even get to see you. You're yeah. She's staring pretty hard at me right now. <laughs>
0: But today is a fun day. It is the day after the Olympia, the 2020 Olympia. And like most of the fitness community who are in the bodybuilding sphere or like to just stay up to date with, you know, with those Olympian competitors and the pros, you know that uh, they live streamed it and they had a pay-per-view and they've got some amazing shots and amazing video of the bikini prejudging, judging um, that you can take a look at if you have no idea what we're talking about, do a quick little Google. Um, but most of you will know what we're talking about. So um, we're it's 2020, we have a
1: new Miss Bikini Olympia and it is Janet Layug. Yes, it's always very interesting because the two really monumental Uh, events in bikini competition is the Arnold and then the Olympia. And this year being so different and having it uh, available to be live streamed, I'm sure it's always live streamed, but I always feel like, oh, I'll just catch it when I can't get to it. But this year I felt it was almost more important for me to watch it. And I'm really glad I did. I know I as a coach often will look at what the uh, the winners of the Olympia and of the Arnold in the spring, because they are now the benchmark for the future competitors. So we look at this as, uh, I guess, a little bit of telling the future of what the judges are supposed to be looking for. So that's how I always look at it. It's like, as a piece of information that I'm gathering as a coach. I'll
0: give you guys a rundown of who won the last 10 because I
1: actually have a list
0: of it. And I think it's really important that we take take a peek. Um, So 2010, Sonia Gonzalez. 2011, Nicole Negrani. I remember her because she competed with at the same time that Tiana was also competing. Right, exactly. And so this makes it, this is a little nostalgic because this is when I really started Like, becoming, right?
1: Yes, because 2009, 2010 was my first year competing. Yes. Yeah. And we... It's just funny because I watched you compete, and then Tiana was, you know, she was going to the O that year, wasn't she? Yes, exactly. And I, just for people out there, uh, Tiana Ta, and she's she's not Tiana Ta anymore Anymore. because she's married, but um, we trained together and our initial coach we shared our initial coach the same coach and I actually was a trainer at the gym that Tiana's boyfriend now husband ran the juice bar so I was very heavily involved in Tiana then also became a trainer and worked with me as a trainer so it was very exciting to watch her go through her qualifications and and I,
0: and I also think seeing Tiana and seeing her in person and she always worked so hard. I remember always seeing her really grinding. Mm -hmm. She always looked so good. And she was, I remember I trained legs with her in 2010 or 11 maybe. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And so that was definitely my first start and into the sport. So to think about it being probably almost 10 years now is like, kind of blows my mind. So back to the list, then we get to 2012, um, Nathalia Malo, she's a mom, Nicole Negrani I believe is also a mom, um, Sonia is also a mom, um, then we have for three years in a row, Ashley Kaltwasser, so she wins 2013, 2014, and 2015, and then we get to 2016 where Courtney King wins. And then we get two years of Angelica, 2017 and 2018. And then last year, uh, uh, Issa, um, or Elisa, Pacini. And now this year, 2020, Janet Leog. So it's it, looking at, if you, if you know all these physiques, you can see the different changes in the evolution of this sport. And I... I think Janet winning is such a wonderful thing. She has been working hard for years. Years, And she has also brought just such a beautiful package for so many years. But this year, she stepped it up. She's never been this conditioned. And I was thinking about it. I was like, that needs to be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Like, even though, you know, at the end of the day, it's whoever comes in best, I
1: I do think she came in best. And I do also... From watching this for all of these years, because bikini is relatively new in the bodybuilding world. Ten years. Ten years. I mean, that's there's the the pro. I mean, there was amateur, but it was just, it was hardly anybody competed, you know. In bikini, it just was starting, and and even those pros, there were not that many shows, and they would have to travel and to get to a show, and and it was literally this was your few and far between opportunities to number one earn your pro card and then to compete as a pro so it was interesting but the um but to see the athletes who have stuck with uh, bikini and the sport of it because through time and evolution of we just know training your body does change so to be able to cultivate and change it and then also to keep up with what the judge's expectations and I think this is something that the IFBB has uh, worked very hard at conveying to the judges of what they are looking for but what the Olympia is looking for is there's a lag time of what the um what the amateur level judges uh, select. And I think that they have been working at trying to put more of the IFBB pros in the in the judging realm so that they can have that continuum. Uh, because this right now, the Olympia top five and winner um, is really what we look at and see what's going to be the foretelling. I mentioned that earlier. But a couple of years ago, the girls were getting much more muscular, and they really were coming out with statements saying, this is not what we want. This is more of what we want. We wanted a little bit more mainstream, which is what it was, 2010 it was to 2013, 14. And then things started to change because these early girls were just training and dieting and getting conditioned, but there's a point in bikini you get overconditioned, And that was the critical point. And then there's some time that it has to swing the other way. And I do think my opinion is this year when I saw those girls, there were so many of them that were still in my view, and I'm not an IFBB <laughs> judge at all, but my view from watching it that some of them were in that over-conditioned and it's, this happens all the time, but that the, they recognized and awarded the girls that were a little bit more in that this is what a bikini girl looks like. So I, I agree. I, I I was very pleased to see Janet come in with that, that first place. There's
0: a lot of athletes that I really like, and there's a lot of athletes that I want to see bring their best, and there's a lot of athletes that I, for years, have watched and seen them improve over and over again. And... Um, Ashley Kaltwasser is one of my favorites. I say it all the time. she I, I I like her I like her her physique. I just think it's unique and I think that it's it's soft and and feminine and and I think that that's why she did win those Olympias those three times um, and even when Courtney King won, it was a softer and more commercial physique and so it just the whoever wins the Olympia I hope that, it does kind of morph the division into who those winners are, because we don't always see that. We see the Olympia winner, and then it's like, well, not everybody can look like that. Like, I can't look like Janet. I'm 5'3", you right, know? So exactly. So that's a, you have to think, it's like, these are the, the most unique and the best physiques that come to this Olympia,
1: and... I don't know, all forty of them. All like, forty of them. If you know, there you have to always remember that when you're looking at the athletes who are up on the stage competing in these physique bodybuilding events, bikini or bodybuilding, that each one of them is individual and they have their own genetic gifts as well as their genetic lags and so the goal of the competitor is to bring that balanced package so that the judges see that as an overall picture and then when you put them all up on a stage you are either attracted to the one that looks slightly different or that person who looks slightly different may be thrown out. So it's it's this game of really who matches closer to what the judges are looking for as the panel.
0: Yeah, and I so that's actually a good uh, a good thing to point out with the first call out because a lot of these girls really did look pretty similar, and um, and it was interesting to see Issa out of the top five, you know,
1: going from winning last year. Right. And I think one thing we didn't do, which would be an interesting comparison, is to pull up the top five or top six from the first call outs from last year to now to not necessarily to see, you know, what Issa was like, but how the group was. And that is always so very important when they are judging because this is a comparison. And it's a comparison for what the ideal is, but also comparing who is on the stage. And that's what I really love about this sport because you as a competitor are gonna bring your package and you may fit that mold or that icon, but other people show up and they bring their individual packages. And when you are next to the people, it really can throw off what the judges may be attracted to. So, you know, for example, you, we were looking at some of the callouts, and we were talking about the size differentials of, and people have seen this happen all the time, especially in the pro um, arena, because they don't, break out in heights they're just all the pros and it's just whatever number that you're given that's the number that you get up on stage with so you know if you are on the the much taller or the much shorter realm that often you know that can be skewed oh
0: yeah this is well and i i like that you just said that too because it made me think about narman and then i just saw this picture of narman so this is from i think not sure if it's the first or second year that angelica won um might have been the second year but we've had we have casey samsel in there we've got narman and so narman's got to be five feet or less she's a little one She's a petite one she's, yes. very, she's petite. very petite she's got a great physique she hasn't competed in a, a little while but i've i followed her for quite a while and we've got casey and so i'm sorry i don't know what year this is but i'm just looking at google photos because we wanted to pull up the top five from last year and the top five from from last year from the olympia is isa winning first janet winning second Angelica winning third, uh, Laura Lee winning fourth, and Jennifer Dory winning fifth. And so now we have uh, Janet winning first this year. Jennifer Dory coming in second. Uh, we have Atila, who is she's a I don't know how she's not a new face, I guess, but she brought a great package, beautiful
1: package. It's, I I really I I was very attracted to her presentation and just. The, a, It was just gorgeous.
0: Just gorgeous. The curly hair, I loved the look. I loved all the purpley blue and green suits this year. I was
1: really a big fan. Everybody had some some wave or curl to their hair. There wasn't a a straight strand in sight in the top six. (laughs) And and
0: that's actually a really good point. And even last year, too, it's the soft waves. And Jennifer Dory wears her hair real curly, too, which I love. And and even when... natural curls are gorgeous. Even when they... The natural curls are so beautiful, and I love that a lot of girls are doing that. I know Duraja does and does that natural curl look. Um, huge fan. Um, but yeah, so so one thing about I will just say about Issa, and um, this, we even saw a couple people on some of the live stream comments uh, were saying that uh, they didn't like the back connector so low, mm. and we saw that in I actually saw that in Duraja's suit too, um, which.
1: I understand we saw quite a few of the girls with the the back strap connector to be dropped lower and when they did their front presentation with the twisted torso it really accentuated a larger a, a wider elongated lat which from the side it almost looked like they were wearing a figure suit with a cross in the yeah. back and in the european styles it is often common that the girls will wear um, at the amateur level, they will wear, they're the, given the option, they can wear the crisscross style. That is true. So uh, some of these girls who were from other countries may have been more used to that style and the, and the movement of their backs and spreading their backs because if the strap is across the midsection and you will stretch move. your lat, it will dig in and it will give you, you know, that, that line in your back, you know. So to, to truncate that lat, it, it is a beautiful line and that's why I figure competitors wear that.
0: But in my opinion, looking at this maximum muscle report photo, I'll link the like references of the photos and stuff that we're talking about so you can tell um, which photos we're, we're talking about. Um, but this maximum muscle report photo of the first call outs, it's a front and back shot um, with uh, Janet and Angelica splitting the middle. Um, just for reference and you can see how the the girls even Angelica and Jennifer they do wear their suit back a little bit lower they do they don't wear it straight across yeah so, you know and
1: it's also really hard to tell I'm just gonna add this as an add-on it um, because the photographers are usually lower it it's visual, like if you were but standing look at next to No, though. that's totally low. That's what that's I'm saying. Totally low. Yes.
0: So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, a, I'm not a fan. I know, I, I see why they're doing it, but then in the back pose, I love, I love Jennifer Dory's small little back, and then Issa, oops, I don't even see a small lower back. On her, you don't see anything I don't at see all. her lower back right, at all. Right. And again, it's not you know it depends because we have the ability to use our hair to cover our back, and so the back technically doesn't matter, and so all of that. But you know, it's it. I say all of this to say, the judges are also human beings. So if if they don't like something personally, it they're allowed to not like a physique absolutely because they don't like something about the suit. Or they don't like something about the hair or the color.
1: I do want to make a comment about the, the hair and the lower back. I usually don't like the hair to come down so low to hide that lower back. Because why would you hide that beautiful sweep and tiny waist to come over that, you know, the upper glute curve? And I saw so many of the pros with their hair when they were in the back pose that you could it was like almost touching the top of their bikini bottoms and I'm like I want to see more than just your glutes and your hamstrings and I did appreciate that a lot of the girls especially at this pro level they have some gorgeous backs Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you know the hair hides their backs and I do think that the pros do a great job in their posing clearly to be able to show it and move the hair. But if you're thinking about it, if you're listening to this and you're an amateur, this is something that hopefully your coach will and your posing coach will talk to you about how does the everything fit together. And if you're going to get up on stage and you've worked that hard, every little detail matters. And so when you're in that pose, how does the hair fall? How does the suit line cut? And is it appropriate for your physique?
0: Yeah. And then, and then also looking at the comparison, same photo from, um, oh, actually different photo, but probably the same photo <laughs> um, from Bikini Pro News, um, another shot of them all. Uh, and it's a, just a great comparison because the the physiques are very similar. You know, it is a tiny waist. It is, you know, there's muscle on the legs. There's some nice side glue. Um, but Janet really did, really did bring it. And I think, you know, Issa's quads are I think they got a little bit bigger since her, since 2019,
1: or even since the Arnold, because she won the Arnold as well. Mm -hmm. These judges, you know, they're they're the experts, but it was probably a really hard, hard decision, placing top five and splitting things. Um, There was just a lot of movement in the comparisons, and then they have to evaluate their individual presentations too. So being able to just sort of, Chop through all those tiny details to find the winner. They're all winners, like we right. said. Even just the forty of them, uh, right? Plus getting up there and doing this in a pandemic year,
0: right? Adding that. <laughs> so. I think that that is. I think that that is what made me so excited about the Olympia yeah, this year was that. I just felt this whole year it was like, you know, cancellation after cancellation and change after change. And it's been such a tough year. Um, but to kind of come together for the Olympia and, and all of these people that have worked so hard individually coming together to kind of celebrate it. Because that's what they've been able to do. They've been able to work, you know, hard. And even, you know, I I have always loved Casey so She's been competing for a long time. And I actually saw this morning that she posted a live video you know, kind of saying she was disappointed and she had a last eight weeks were really rough and, you know, and, and she came on, she's like, you know, I'm not a quitter. And she's like, I'm not, I don't make excuses. And she's like, I get to work. And, and I just, I just appreciate that mentality from these athletes so much because the, over the years of this sport, and this is one thing that has always attracted me to it, was that people for the most part, aren't poor, poor sports or, or, um, bad losers and even angelica came yes they are professionals and even angelica came on her uh, instagram this morning also and i'm sure many of the other girls have too but just seeing them say you know thank you and like it's not what i wanted i came here to win and you can't fault them for that everybody does and you can never fault anybody for being disappointed Especially initially, because some because people take those things, um, their placements, and uh, a lot, in many different ways, and it also depends on how, you know, your support system or even just the things that are happening in your life. So, it's just a fun, fun sport to watch these women continuously come back.
1: And I tell people this all the time that people who compete in this sport train so hard. And their whole lives really revolve around because it's every meal, everything that you eat, you have to be aware of, and you have to make sure you balance out your training schedule with your work schedule because all of these, all of these athletes have jobs, you know, whether they are uh, working in the outside world or raising families, you know, doing it all just like everyday people, they have to do this. And they still, you know, they practice their sport. They, they put the energy and the fortitude into it just as any other pro. And there's no real off season. They have improvement time. Um, so even if they're taking time off, maybe they're not actively competing for a while, But they have requirements that they have to fulfill to continue to compete, especially at this level. And it also sets
0: a path of honesty because you have to be so honest with yourself to be successful in this sport because, I mean, luckily you or hopefully you will have a coach and they'll be the ones that need to be honest with you. But I do think that it helps you. Hold yourself accountable for yes. all of your actions, and and because at the end of the day, you're the you're the one that's putting in the work, and nobody else is. And so on, you know, on <laughs> reflection day or show day, basically, it's gonna sh- it's gonna be obvious if you put in the work. And and I think that the accomplishment of that is a uh, energizing feeling for many. I I agree. So many exciting things that come with the Olympia. The physiques are really, really are uh, really competitive. You know what? The one thing that we didn't talk about, which is like the most important thing that we discussed, was why Janet won, and and what what that means for the bikini division. Because we talked about how we think it changes the bikini division, or it kind of sets the tone for the bikini division, but. Literally the most important thing, I think, was the development of the wellness division um, and then what that means for bikini moving forward and that what Janet as the spokesperson and as Miss Bikini Olympia, what that means for the sport. And Joel said it earlier when we were talking. I don't even know if we were recording yet, but uh, it's it makes it commercial. It makes marketable.
1: It, you know, the bikini... The, the original concept of bikini as a competition was to have a division for women to be able to compete in a fitness, in a physique arena that was much more attainable and marketable so that women would want to compete. And when I see Janet, she is, and I had said this a little bit earlier about the what was going on in 2013, 2014, and 15 was much more akin to what I felt I saw in Janet than, you know, the evolution. And I'm not going to say that Isa was,
0: you know... The, that. that that.
1: Correct. But it was like if they kept going in that direction, it would become over-conditioned in, I think, many people's view. You know, one of the things that... So many, you know, would-be competitors say to me often is, like, I need that glued ham tie-in to be chiseled. And if you really look at... the only thing they care about. It's not the only thing that they care about. And really over-detailed back there takes away from the femininity side of what bikini is supposed to be.
0: Yeah. And I do think, and initially when they came out yesterday, when I watched their individual walks... I was like, ooh, these ladies are full. The quality of the video was good enough to see these, these gorgeous girls and how much m- muscle, muscle that they had mm-hmm. work to put on. And I'll also say this because we know <laughs> that these women are tiny. We mm-hmm. know that they're little. Like, we're not saying that they're not lean enough. They're lean enough. We're mm-hmm. talking about the amount of muscle mass that they carry because glutes became the most important thing mm-hmm. so everybody just needed the fattest ass which is like fine mm-hmm. it's fine I have no problem wanting to grow your glutes there's a lot of people that could probably use stronger glutes not just bigger but stronger um and I think that with Janet winning it is it's so beautiful I always thought she was Victoria's secret model esque like I was but you know and I always liked that she was like nah man, I'm not just gonna be skinny. Like I'm mm-hmm. gonna be strong, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be conditioned. And I'm gonna be lean, and without a doubt, her best package. So congrats to Congratul- Janet. Yes, congratulations. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, 2021 competition season is a coming, and I've got a feeling I'm gonna get on
1: stage this year. <laughs> I may have to hold you to that. <laughs>
0: and I do. I think I'm I'm re-energized. I had the worst. Last year and a half and I, man, this Olympia really, really kicked me, kicked me in the butt and it's very exciting. So um, 2021 season, if you are looking for a coach, if you are looking for a posing coach, if you are looking to uh, just get into the best shape of your life, we have a Look Like a Competitor program, which is almost exactly like prep except for there's no stage at the end. You just get to enjoy working hard training for a goal, maybe setting up a photo shoot for yourself, maybe just walking around looking hot and feeling great. Uh, so that's one of our other favorite programs for those that don't feel like stepping on a stage but just want to push themselves
1: and, and look and feel their best. Uh, anything and, else to add? And also the one of the wonderful things about the Looks Like a Competitor program is that you will be, I don't want to say tested, but you – You will work with the same fortitude as a competitor, which means that your personal journey during that time is far more than just what happens to your body, but the things that you learn that you are capable of doing faced with all sorts of challenges. And that is, for me as a coach and for you as the person competing, uh, it has been my uh, biggest joy watching, and it's probably one of our most fun and loved program for those people um, who are looking for something different but not the stage.
0: Yeah and I I actually with I like that you pointed that out because it really is about that journey and it, it is about testing yourself and and um, just seeing what you can do and I actually got a really nice message and I'm just gonna share it here because it's my podcast and I can do what I want and I Go can for it <laughs> and Go I can it. share what you know and it was just a really sweet message and it it came from a gal who competed in Texas yesterday actually the same same day as the Olympia but um an amateur NPC show and she said um she said hey LA, I competed in my first NPC bikini show today 16 weeks ago was when I was in my first week of prep and I watched some of your YouTube videos and I never thought I would make it to this point, but honestly did take a lot of tips from one of those videos. The hardest thing I've ever done, but it was my own choice, so I knew I had to keep a happy heart. I'm so proud I made it this far and I hope to one day be as lean as you, which was very cute. Thank you for posting those videos. They helped me understand what I was getting myself into and how to cope with it. Um, and I just liked, I mean, I just appreciated the message because why... How could I not appreciate that? Um, and to see somebody, you know, step out on the journey and and say, yeah, I know this is gonna be hard, but I saw it through, and and that was that was the goal, and that was the fulfillment part of it. And so it's the same for even our basic and lifestyle training. Like the it's it's up to you how you're gonna allow a fitness program basically because that's all it is it's Mm -hmm. just a it's just Mm -hmm. a routine it's just a healthy routine that Mm -hmm. gets you
1: into this incredible shape you know hard work and all of these things it's doing it's it is doing the work but I love what she says about it It was her choice Mm. she made that choice Mm -hmm. she made that and I and I sometimes sit and think I wish more people would listen to that in their own brain Mm -hmm. and when we do these things and we get to do these things and we like the quote that you know you did from the Instagram account you get to do this so don't complain about it <laughs> you you know realize it and it's part of the process and it is hard and most certainly if things are too hard and things do sometimes happen that we are challenged so much that you, you have know, to you, make you changes you have to make changes and you know this is a com- competition should not break you But it will test you. And if you're on the point and if you're out there and you're working towards a competition, you feel like you're on the verge of breaking, then you do need to sit back and focus in on what are you doing and maybe something does need to change. But this is what is life. This is just what life is about.
0: Yes. So thank you all for listening so much. And we will catch you in the next episode.
1: Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. Yeah, we won't talk to you until 2021 probably.
1: Bye. Bye.